This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. While sitting at a Denny's with a napkin, a pen, and some imagination, we transitioned from frustrated to fruitful. Who knew that in one moment, our marriage would dramatically change? Today's topic, how to shape your legacy. <laughs> What's up, guys? And welcome to the Marriage and Transition podcast. Sean and Lynette Breed here. And listen, we just want to help you guys succeed. All right. And success for us looks like a healthy couple leaving an amazing legacy. And so if you like what you hear today, we want you to subscribe to the podcast, but then also share it with a friend. Yeah. Each week we're going to bring a new show. We invite you to subscribe today to Marriage in Transition with Sean and Lynette. So you never miss an episode. Mm -hmm. You ready? Yeah. Let's Let's go. go. All right. So there's nothing more frustrating for us, that is, than circling the same mountains with little to no, like, traction. Preach it, sister. We hate being stuck. Mm. Like. In the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. And, and both our relationship is really rooted in strong belief. So yeah. both of us have belief as a strength. And so we share belief that we are to leave a blessed and prosperous legacy mm-hmm. for our kids so they can do amazing things. And yeah. legacy to us is what we leave in the hands and the hearts of those uh, we leave behind. And so Sean often tells the kids that he always does this. I I think it freaks him out sometimes, but he tells the kids that he's not going to be here all the time. I sure do. I tell them, I say, I could drop dead tomorrow. And they be like, why are you saying stuff like that? Because I'm (laughs) like, because it's true. I could not be here tomorrow. So, And I tell my kids, I say, look, don't be weeping for me. I say, cry. And cash that check. <laughs> I say, you're going to get that money. And when you get that money, you enjoy your life, spend it wisely. And do and big do, things. That's right. That's yeah. right. So initially, we were floating around without clarity. This mm-hmm. was definitely early on in our marriage. Yeah. And where you lack vision, you'll lose the provision. Mm-hmm. And where you lack prophetic insight, you aimlessly punch at the win, and you're constantly hoping for a win. Yeah. And we had jobs. But they weren't aligned with our passion, our mm-hmm. hearts. And so we spent money, but never really invested it towards our values. Right. It didn't reflect. It was like wasted money. Absolutely. And so we were committed to marriage, but we had no clue uh, what our marriage existed for. Now, we want to give you guys a heads up. In Marriage and Transition, our book, we dive deeply into our story. But for today's purposes, we're going to give you guys a quick snapshot into a day that really did change our lives. Um, we, we sat down to eat at our normal hangout spot in St. Louis. Mm, the Lou. Uh, we went to a Denny's. And um, we don't eat there no more. But back then, <laughs> my stomach can't take it no more. But back then, <laughs> Denny's was our spot. It was. And... Um, Two clueless people, by God's grace, began to have a conversation that actually mattered. Um, And sometimes you talking and you saying a whole lot of stuff, but your conversation don't mean much. Yeah. Right. We begin to talk about some stuff that matters. It's like we accidentally slipped into uh, a meaningful conversation. And um, in the past, we had a lot of arguments 
as a result of our relational frustrations, yeah. our financial debt, and she'd shut down, I'd punch walls, and we would draw, and we wouldn't make any progress like due to our dysfunctional communication skills. And we also <laughs> had a huge problem. We had a lack of vision. Yeah. And where there's no vision, people, people perish. perish. Yeah. And we were perishing, even though every day we were expending energy, mm -hmm. we were still circling that mountain like you were talking about. But that day, oh, that great getting up moment. <laughs> when we woke up that day, uh, we slipped into a meaningful conversation yeah. where we realized all of a sudden we weren't doing the things that reflected our core values. And we were wasting a lot of time. Yeah. We were wasting a lot of money. And both of us realized that we could do better. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that we deserve better. Mm -hmm. Ain't that right? Yeah. That's right. I deserve the world. That's right. Do it right. Um, so <laughs> we had some napkins that were laying around and when she grabbed a pen, like out her purse. And then we if where else to, was the pen going to come from? <laughs> it, it was in your purse. Um, that's a, a necessary, uh, point that, that he needs to make. That's a very important detail. Yeah. And so we pulled that pen out and then we started writing down like Hold some up, of wait, our- Hold up, wait, 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 wait. Before you start talking about what we wrote down, what were we eating? Oh, I had them buffalo chicken scripts. And I had- the blue cheese. A moon over my hammy. That's the will of God. Ooh, mm -mm -mm. golly. Man, it was good. So good. Okay, back to the subject. Oh, okay. So we grabbed a pen and a napkin. We start writing down some of our goals, financial goals and desires. And, right. Uh, some dreams of what we wanted to do with our lives. And all of a sudden, um, we calmly squeezed out from a broken place a whole dream of where we wanted to be. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty amazing. Um, we thought about where we should be. And then we made a plan of where we could be. Yeah. And the biggest problem we faced back then, and maybe it's one that you can relate to, is that we were so focused on today's problems that we couldn't look up to see our promise. Yes. And that caused us to get into this rut where we were like really passive and we were kind of living like victims of circumstance where we were stuck. But the truth was we were stuck where we were because of what we allowed. Yes. Okay. The culture of your home will be what be you tolerate. what you make it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so if you want the culture to shift, you got to take authority. Yeah. You know, I, I think uh, when we get married, you bring it, both parties bring in the culture of their own home. Yep. Right. And so you really have a choice after you say I do, or honestly, I'm going to say before you say I do, Well, because you want to have this conversation before you get married is what is our home? What is our family? What is, what is it going to look like? Yeah. And then when we do say I do, what is our marriage? What's the purpose of our union? Mm -hmm. Like you have a say into how your family is like, what's it going to look like? I, yeah. I don't know what else to say. It's yeah. just... I think people don't really look at this as a, a big question. You have this expectation that you want the relationship to be great, but instead it's like average. And after a while, one of these days you wake up and you're like, Dang, is that it? Is this it? Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that all there is? And so when you come to that moment where you begin to ask questions like these conversations that matter, yeah. you're talking about the stuff that actually matters. Um, you need to write a vision. Um, we didn't have one back then. And we were stumbling all over the place. It's like you think that just because you love each other, it's that it's just supposed to work. And no, baby. You know, magically going to manifest no, this, baby. this awesome, you know, desire of your heart. But no, yeah. you need an actual vision um, to stop the stumbling all over the place. Mm -hmm. And the other part was once we did napkin and need, lo and behold, little did we know 
that now you needed a plan in order to commit to that promise. Mm. Uh, so you actually need to get on the same page and say, you know what, we're going to write a plan as to how to how to get to that place yeah. that we have the dream. OK. Yeah. So I would say one of the first things you want to do is find a napkin. Now, get, of course, get your napkin. Of, oh, it, it has evolved. So you've got whiteboards, you got laptops, you got right. phones, you know, you can even graphically make something yeah. up. Don't 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 hate on napkins though. Man. Yeah. You can you can do some amazing thing with a piece of tissue and a pen. But if you don't take care of it, you're gonna leave use that napkin <laughs> for something else. Yeah. It's a temporary solution. <laughs> it's a temporary situation. I remember we even taught our kids to do vision boards. Yep. So uh, if you've never heard of a vision board, you can Google it and find yeah. out. But uh, pretty much we would use magazines. And uh, I remember we took our church through this as well. And uh, we received some amazing testimonies. But you just take clippings from magazines. If You know, mm -hmm. what kind of car do you want? What kind of house do you want? Yeah. Uh, what type of nonprofit do, what do you, you want to do with your kids? Yeah. Where are the places you want to travel to? Yeah. Um, how often do you want your family to travel? Mm -hmm. um, how much do you want in savings? Like all of these things were goals. And um, hashtag goals. I knew you were going to uh, go I couldn't I help it. myself. Yeah. It just came out from somewhere deep down within <laughs> my belly. And uh, but we actually made real vision boards <laughs> and uh, and and we put them up. So like in one of the hallways in our home, <laughs> we actually had like a chalkboard wall. Yes. You know? yes. We, we painted a wall with chalkboard paint and we had the kids write out everything yes. from inventions and ideas and goals that they had. And we had ours. Up I totally forgot well. about this. Yeah. And throughout the year, as we would knock off one thing we would actually mark it off and so the kids have grown up always knowing that like when you write it when you take yes. that thought from your mind and put it down on paper that thing comes to life it has life thoughts are powerful mm -hmm. words are powerful mm -hmm. and when you take your thoughts and you begin to communicate it with your spouse it gives life to it. When you write it down, that thing is tangible. And so you always want to take what you've been dreaming yeah. and thinking about the desires of your heart and you want to talk to your spouse about them and you want to write those things down. But it also makes the struggle worth it. Like I know what I'm well, fighting good. for. Mm -hmm. I know the why. I can see it. You know, the chalkboard uh, wall. You know, when you opened our bedroom door, it was right there. Yeah. And so it was like every morning, it's right there. I've known people to have sticky notes all over their house. Mm -hmm. uh, people write uh, things on their bathroom mirrors. Uh, I used to do that with scripture and the kids. I used to actually write scripture on the bathroom mirror. But then one day, one of the kids wrote something on the mirror <laughs> with the wrong marker. Yeah. But you it, want it didn't come out. <laughs> it didn't come out. But you want to keep the vision in front of you because that encourages you. It motivates you to keep going. Yeah, I think the other thing that we did with that vision board. Now, when we say this, I know for some of y'all, y'all like this is cheesy. A vision board. A vision board. A napkin. But <laughs> some amazing things have come from the napkins. Uh, but <laughs> that being said, one of the things that we actually did, we would lay it down before us. We would actually set it down. And then we would grab our hands and we would lay our hands on it and we would just pray over the vision. Mm -hmm. We would pray over it. Um, we created budgets for it. We began to do sinking funds for great yeah. vacations we wanted to take. And I'm telling y'all to this day, to this day, God had been so good to us that we had to like mm -hmm. one day like pause and say, dude, our life goals, our life bucket list, we like 
did it all. Surpassed it. So we had to like re-envision and dream yeah. bigger because we uh we had like conquered everything. And so we dreamed bigger. We dreamed of mission trips that we want to take and uh, families that we want to support and people that we want to invest yes. in. All of a sudden it went from being like, oh, we want it to be Person. free to yeah. where that stuff got knocked out. And then it was like, now it's about, dude, how can we impact people's lives? Yes. Like how many families can we bless? Yes. And so you begin to dream and and you actualize like this life of value and purpose where you love people and people are the greatest benefit mm -hmm. in this world. And you want to leave a legacy. Remember, it's what you leave in the hearts of hands of those that you come in contact with. Like you, your marriage is a blessing factory mm -hmm. for the people around you. Say it again for the people in the backseat. Your marriage. Oh. Is a blessing factory well, to the people around you. Amen. And so you have to know that you're just not blessed for your benefit. That's right. But you are blessed for the benefit of those neighbors, those coworkers, mm -hmm. those um, you know, church members that you see every week. You're supposed to bless them. Mm -hmm. And so don't hoard your blessing by not taking the time to write down your vision. Yeah. Like sit down. It's worth it because your marriage has influence, but you got the first step is you got to get it out. You have to napkin the need. Yeah. So if I just had this thought that some of you all may be wondering, like, this all sounds great, uh, but my spouse won't. And I want to say to you, if your spouse is reluctant to get on the, the, the bandwagon of vision, then I want you to begin to like pray for them. But begin the process by your own personal uh, writing of vision and your own life assessment of what your goals are and what your heart's desires are. Um, because when they do finally come around and they will, it'll help in this process of being able to have clarity of thought yeah. within your mind. Um, another thing is begin to pray for them before you meet with them about vision, begin to intercede for your spouse. Um, and, and I know some of y'all know the power of prayer, but then we like to forget about it. It gets prayer becomes this little thing that we may do like wishful thinking, but Lynette and I, we're firm believers that as you begin to pray over the vision, as you pray for your spouse, that God, he does work in the yeah. background in ways that are amazing. His favor is so valuable yes. and God wants to pour out and he has poured out his favor on your life, on your relationship where people operate in unity. God commands a blessing yes. on you. And so there's a blessing on your home. There's divine empowerment. That's what it means when you're blessed by God. It means that he supernaturally empowers you to accomplish things that without him, you couldn't do before it. And so he will empower, boy, this stuff right here makes me. Yeah, excited. you, you about to preach. He will empower your relationship to accomplish more than you ask for. He does exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask for or imagine. And that's why I love vision boards. Yeah. That's why I like them napkins because you dream big. <laughs> what do you have to lose? It's right. like we serve this great big God and he talking about he want to bless up to your thousand generation. Okay. You know, so if God want to be like that, then yeah. who am I to get in his way? Start writing. And, and, and so let's start believing God to do exceedingly and abundantly, even if now I know some of y'all, you know, we get people who are living well off and you got it all going on right now. Uh, economically, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're fulfilling exactly uh, what it is that you were put here on this earth to do. So if you balling and, and life is going well and you got some ducats in the account, 
are you actually fleshing out your heart's desire when it comes to pouring back into other people's lives? When we think about missions, when we think mm-hmm. about quality time with the family, when we think about um, ministry or whatever it is that God is putting in your heart, are yeah. you doing the things? And for some of you all, you're in a spot where, man, it is financially tight and you're on the opposite end of the spectrum and you're just like, dude, if only I had it, mm-hmm. then I would. And let me tell you something, you got to be faithful with what you have, where you are. Yeah, when we napkin uh, the vision, preach about it. We were not rolling in dough. No, uh, we ain't we, had no dough. We didn't have any dough. I think we were driving. Did we even own a car? No, I, was, I didn't even know we owned a car. I was probably driving my mama car at that time. Yeah, and the truth is, we probably shouldn't have been at Denny's because we really couldn't afford it. <laughs> Oh, but great things came out of dark places. Okay. <laughs> and so the Bible says, despise not the day of small beginnings. Yeah. And so I don't want y'all to listen to us. And some of y'all that are listening, you're just like, man, I, I, I love where you guys are. And all I'm saying is it didn't start it this did way. It did not start this way. We were living in a shotgun apartment where the AC was in the window. We didn't have central air and the AC used to spit water on top of our heads while we were laying on our beds to sleep at night. Okay. <laughs> we stayed in the hood. And when I say we were in the hood, some of y'all don't like, what is the hood? <laughs> the ghetto. <laughs> the ghetto. <laughs> we, we, were, we were literally in a spot where downstairs and around the corner there was like gang violence and people were selling drugs and all the rest of this And stuff. I, it was the middle of the night and I heard like this whistle call. Yeah. And I was like, man, what are these people doing in the middle of the night? They're yeah. whistling. And Sean was like... That wasn't no whistle. Yeah. That was a drug call. Yeah. I was like, dear <laughs> Lord. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say started from the bottom, now we're here. Uh, for real. We came from some really rough places, but it's it, it makes it all the more wonderful. It does. Jesus is our Lord and our Savior. And he came out of a place where they said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Bethlehem, of all the places to be born and conceived and brought into this world, it's a blip on the map. It was insignificant. He came from a family where the dad was, you know, a carpenter and Mary was little known. And yet Jesus rose to do amazing things because when you humble yourself under the vision God has for your life, he gives you a grace and an empowerment to rise above the darkness. Even as Jesus did, he gives you resurrection power to where you can rise above wherever it is that you come from. So if you are in that place where you feel like, man, you don't understand what I'm going through and you don't understand how bad it is. I'm telling you, maybe you don't understand the power of God and what he can do with people who come from small places, who've gone through some darkness, uh, who are the little knowns, the forgotten about, the Mm -hmm. overlooked. God does amazing things with people who are just willing to believe and to trust him. And we believe that our legacy is so powerful that we're trying to now challenge and equip our children to take it a step further. So, you know, they didn't grow up in the hood. They didn't um, grow up in that shotgun apartment. Nah. Um, but we're still challenging them. So mm-hmm. we're trying to impart a little bit of our grit, mm-hmm. a little bit of our determination, trying to help them um, borrow a little bit of our napkin mm-hmm. so that they can take it a step further. Yeah. All right. So we got some rapid fire questions that we're going to ask one another. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be good. So it's going to be good. Okay, Sean. All right. What dish? Do you cook best? Mm. Oh, that's different. Now, he's the chef of the home. Why is she going to do this to me? So he likes he, to cook a lot. Uh, what dish do I cook? I best? know which one I love for you to cook. You love gumbo. Yes. My seafood, my, my, my chicken sausage yes. seafood gumbo mm. with okra. That is mm. some good stuff right there. 
I don't know if that's my best dish, but it is one of my favorite ones to cook. I can also do spaghetti and meatballs, chicken noodle soup. We can do uh, some, ooh, I make my 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 roast beef and stuff like that uh. with, the, with the carrots and the potatoes. By the time I get done with that dish, y'all, the carrots taste like the beef. Do you hear yeah. me? You be eating that carrot for all you vegans out there. You be like, mm, this is the best carrot I have had. It my tastes whole like beef. <laughs> hey, it might make you backslide now. Well, you vegans and, and vegetarians are the best you up if you eat my okay. All right. What were you afraid of as a child? My, my one of my older sisters, who shall remain nameless, she used to play a prank on me when I was a little kid. She used to say, The devil's under you. And then I'd move to a spot and she'd be like, He's now under you now. And then I'd jump over the other side of the room, said, The devil's under you. And I it was so bad. It was so awful to do that to me. But I used to really believe her, like the devil was really under me. So I used to jump around. And actually, I was kind of traumatized by it. But eventually, God was like, but where else was the devil supposed to be? Ah, he come was always on supposed to be under my feet. And yes. I said, oh, look at how God yes. turned it around. Huh? Using that trauma for glory. Together yes. for good. <laughs> Yay. Okay. okay. All right. What item is worth spending more money on? Okay, so the key phrase in this question is worth spending more money on. Answer the question. Okay, okay, okay. So I I I just like shopping. <laughs> what item? All items. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. So no, okay, if I have to pick one item, I am a fan of shoes. Okay. I mean, because listen, you only get two feet, right? That's right. That's right. You know, and so if That's you're going to get some feet. shoes, mm-hmm. they have to be the best quality. Now, I'm talking about heels, flats, stilettos, whatever. Make them great. It's a whole lot of Treat them well. Right now, nodding their head, talking mm-hmm. about something. Mm-hmm, she right. And all the husbands are like, this is sacrilege. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next question. Is your bed made right now? Okay. So this is kind of an <laughs> uh, interesting question because technically <laughs> right now, like at this moment, we're in a hotel. Yeah. So no, <laughs> but my bed at home is made up. That is true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank y'all for participating in our marriage content. We want you to subscribe wherever you listen. And it's also helpful if you invite others to be a part of our community. You can submit your questions for us at exomarriage.com forward slash transition. Don't forget, guys, to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Sean and Lynette. You can check out some of our marriage videos at either XO Marriage on YouTube or you can check out Life with Sean and Lynette. Until next time, remember your marriage can succeed in every season. Peace.